this morning. If you would stand, we'll continue with our song service. Luke chapter 2, verse number 12 says, And this shall be a sign unto you, you shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. It's good to be in the Lord's house today. Brother Lyons, would you open us in a word of prayer?
foot stand once again. We'll sing hymn number 420. There's a song in the air.
medicine inside the paint or breathe the very air his breath sustains the architect inside the plan oh come now hail his arrival the god of creation royalty robed in the flesh he created jesus the maker has made himself known
Join us singing once again. Let's stand and sing hymn number 424. Oh, come all you
Tears are falling, hearts are breaking. How we need to hear from God. You've been promised, we've been waiting. Welcome, holy child. Welcome, holy child. Hope that you don't mind our manger. How I wish we would have known, but long awaited, holy stranger, make yourself at home. Please make yourself at home. Bring your peace into our violence. Souls be filled. Word now breaking, heaven silence. Welcome to our world. Welcome to our world. Fragile fingers sent to heal us. Tender brow prepared for. Branson to get good music. You know what I mean? You can get it right here. You just have to come. That's simple. Now, if you thought this was good, and it was very good, this afternoon, one o'clock, free, you ought to be here. Okay? The price is right. I know Baptist. The price is right. Okay? Uh, it's going to be good. Gooder. Yeah, gooder's a good word. It's going to be good and gooder, so you plan to be here at 1 o'clock. If you don't, sorry. I can't think of a better place to celebrate Christmas than in the house of God. I mean, I like getting together with my family, and we read the Bible story and all that good stuff, but it's just something about being with people who believe. And sing, oh my goodness, you guys sing so well. And then we get to enjoy specials. And uh, it, just, it just like makes it complete. Being in the house of God together with my brothers and sisters, I, uh, I look forward to it. So thank you for being here today. 
So we've been talking about Christmas and the prophecy. This is our fourth message on it. We begin uh, with the virgin birth, Isaiah chapter 7, verse number 14, the proof text for the fulfillment, Matthew chapter 1, verse number 18. Then we talked about the seed, and we, dealed with, uh, we dealt with the seed of the woman, prophesied Genesis 3.15, fulfilled in Galatians 4.4, 4, Luke 2.7. And then we talked about the seed of Abraham, Genesis 18.18, 18, fulfilled in Matthew chapter 1, verse number 1. Then we spoke of Isaac, Genesis chapter 17.19, and fulfilled in Matthew chapter 1, verse number 2. Then we spoke of Jacob, and that was Numbers 24, 17, fulfilled in Luke chapter 3, verse number 34. Then uh, the third Sunday, last Sunday, we spoke about the kingdom of Christ. And we used Isaiah chapter 9 as our scripture. And we saw two prophecy fulfillments in Isaiah chapter 9. In Isaiah chapter 9, 1 through 2, we saw his earthly ministry prophesied. And uh, that was fulfilled in his life as he lived and ministered in Galilee. And, of course, we just up and down the New Testament for that. And then we talked about the final part, Isaiah 9, 6 through 7, uh, which is the heir, to kingdom, uh, the heir to David's throne, Luke chapter 1, 31 through 33. And so um, we've had five, six prophecies already, and I'm going to give you six more today. And there's still more, okay? And they get fulfilled. You know what that ought to do to you? Independent, fundamental, Bible-believing Baptist? You ought to say, this book is real. Amen. Real. It's not mythy, you know, well, we hope it was real. We think it might be. It is prophecy fulfillment, prophecy fulfillment, prophecy fulfillment, prophecy fulfillment. I think we can trust it, right? We can build our life on it. We can live according to what we find in it. You say, well, I don't like what the Word of God says. Then just, just change your liker, right? Because this isn't wrong. It's us. We need to get in line with this. This doesn't need to follow us. We need to follow it. Just that simple. Man, you guys got me so worked up about preaching. Let's go to Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2. <clears throat> now I've entitled this six fulfilled uh, prophecies. L between Luke chapter 2 and Matthew chapter 2, we're going to see six new or different prophecies and their fulfillment. Luke chapter 2, you can follow along verse number 1 as I begin to read. And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And this taxing was first made when Cyrenius was governor of Syria. And all went to be taxed, every one into his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be taxed with Mary his espoused wife, being great with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. 
And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you, ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger." And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. And it came to pass as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, Let us now go even unto Bethlehem and see this thing which is come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph, and the babe lying in a manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told unto them." And so today we're going to begin looking here at uh, Brother Luke's uh, record in chapter 2, verses 1 through 20, 20. And we're going to find two prophecies and their fulfillment when it comes to the birth of Christ. The first prophecy that we're going to look at begins in Micah chapter 5 and verse number 2. Micah chapter 5 and verse number 2. The prophecy is, but thou, Bethlehem, Ephraim, Though thou be little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of thee shall he come forth unto me that is to be the ruler in Israel, whose going forth hath been from old and from everlasting. So we're talking about the birth of Christ. Micah chapter 5, verse number 2. And the Old Testament tells that Bethlehem's going to be the place that the Messiah is going to be born. And of course, we read this morning the fulfillment found in verse number four. And Joseph also went up from Galilee into the city of Nazareth, into Judea, unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and the lineage of David. Now, isn't it interesting in our lives how things can happen and we can go, man, this is a horrible inconvenience. Right? I mean, here's... Mary and Joseph going to have a baby. Joseph's not the dad. The son is the son of God. The prophecy had been given in Micah. They may not even known it. They may have known it, but they may not have known it. And all of a sudden, this taxation thing comes up. <laughs> Wait a minute. Man, you mean Mary, who is great with child, she didn't have a little baby bump. She was great with child, like, oh, you know, uh, stop and I'm going to deliver this thing. I got to keep going. And she was great with child. You talk about an inconvenience. I mean, they didn't have, you know, like a nice Chevy to put them in and drive them over there. Not even an old broken down Ford. They used a donkey. Now, I don't know about a donkey on a good day. 
Huh? But she got on a donkey, and she traveled all those miles. It was a great inconvenience. It could have said, my, why? Why does this have to happen? Can't I just, can't Joseph just go and pay? Can't, can't he just go and take care of this? But no, they both had to go. And all of it working towards the fulfillment of the prophecy from the book of Micah. Many times things come into our life, and we may not totally understand them. I am one of these guys that when we get going somewhere, I'm going. You know what I mean? If I say, honey, we're going to pull out at 10 o'clock, I don't want to pull out 10.10. I want to pull out 10 o'clock. And that has created within itself many problems (laughs) through our early years of marriage, which, you know, she's taught me to slow down and kind of enjoy life a little more. But, I mean, I I was this rigid guy. I mean, we're going to go. Bless God. Let's get in the car. Let's go. Well, I... The kids need to stop and go to the bathroom. They should have thought of that before they got in the car. We're going. It got so bad that there were certain young men in our household that could not get a drink when we stopped because we didn't want to stop five minutes later for them to get rid of that drink. So they had to travel the whole entire time without a drink because we were on, we were on target. We got to go. We might be going down the road and all of a sudden a car accident's happened. So now we're sitting in traffic. <sighs> Boy, we got to go. We got to get, we, we get there. We got this to do. So wait a minute, that inconvenience might have saved you from being in a car accident yourself. So when those inconveniences come in our life, maybe we'll just stop and say, God, I don't know what you're doing here. But thank you for the inconvenience. Thank you for caring enough to work in my life. God, I'm just going to trust you that you'll use this for your glory, however it might be. And so what a, what a great prophecy and a, what a great fulfillment. The second thing we find in our good friend Dr. Luke's passage here is the fulfillment of a prophecy made in Psalm 72 and verse number 9. Psalm 72 and verse number 9 We read, they that dwell in the wilderness shall bow before him, and his enemies shall lick the dust. Now, these that dwell in the wilderness is a correlation to who we know as the shepherds. They were kind of the lowly, they were the unexpecting, the unassuming, they worked in the fields, they worked in the dirt, they worked in the lifestyle of caring for animals. And so this prophecy was made that they dwell in the wilderness shall bow before him. Well, the shepherds worked in the wilderness, and they're going to bow before him. Fulfillment, Luke chapter 2, verse 12, 15, 16, and 17. Verse 12 says, And this shall be a sign unto you, talking to the shepherds, the angels are, ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying, in a manger, verses 15 through 17. And it came to pass as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, Let us now go even unto Bethlehem and see this thing which is come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And when they had seen it, 
they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. Prophecy in the book of Psalms, fulfillment in Luke chapter 2. Now if you would change scriptures with me and go to Matthew. Matthew chapter 2. Four more prophecies. Four more prophecies. Matthew chapter 2, I'm not going to take time to read it because, again, it is 23 verses, but we'll make reference to the verses uh, that are of interest to us, okay? So the first prophecy that we find in this portion of Scripture is found in Numbers 24 and verse number 17. And the prophecy is this, a star would point the way towards Christ. Numbers 24, 17 says, I shall see him, but not now. I shall behold him, but not nigh. There shall come a star out of Jacob, and a scepter shall rise out of Israel, and shall smite the corners of Moab, and destroy the children of Seth. In Matthew 1, verses, or Matthew 2, 1 through 2, it says, Now, when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men, from the east to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. So God places the star in the sky to lead the Magi to Christ and uh, that they might worship him. Now, I would also insert here that some <clears throat> tend to believe that there were three wise men when the truth of the fact is we don't know how many wise men there were what we do know is they brought three gifts. And that's the reason that most people think that there were three, but more than likely, there might even have been 20. I'm just throwing out a number because it really doesn't matter. The, what matters is that they came and they worshiped Christ, bringing those three elements. So the second prophecy that we find is the presentation of gifts to him. In Psalm 72, 10 through 11, the kings of Tarshish of the isles shall bring presents. The kings of Sheba and Seba shall offer gifts. Yea, all kings shall fall down before him. All nations shall serve him. And so here were the magi. Here were these astrologers. Here even among them kings, according to the scripture. And they recognize that this star, this prophecy, this fulfillment... And they, they strike out to find this Messiah that has been born. And so we see that fulfilled in Matthew chapter 2, verse number 11. And when they were come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts, gold, and frankincense, and myrrh. And so... We notice a few things from the scripture. First of all, they're in a house. They're not in a stable. Okay? That is important because the magi, these kings and rulers that were coming to worship, had to come quite some way. And so some would like to have your nice little neat nativity set, and you'll have, uh, you know, you'll have the baby Jesus and Mary and Joseph and usually some animals, some sheep and so forth, and maybe the little drummer boy there, and, and uh, the wise men. The drummer boy wasn't there, and the wise men weren't there, okay? 
because they didn't show up until they were in the house. They didn't show up at the manger. They showed up at the house. By the way, um, we will see that uh, or believe, I believe, that Christ was between the ages of birth to two years old. And we'll show that here in just a minute. So Christ would, uh, the fulfillment would be the Magi would visit Jesus, bringing gifts unto him and bow and worship him. The next prophecy, our third prophecy today from Matthew chapter 2, is found in Hosea chapter 11 and verse number 1. This prophecy is where Christ would be called to escape to Egypt. Hosea 11.1 says, When Israel was a child, then I loved him and called my son out of Egypt. And so when when the, the wise men show up, then we know that they've stopped and they've talked to Herod. Herod gets wind of where they think that the baby is. And so he elects to send troops because a king is born. And he's not going to put up with anyone you know, kind of rivaling him. And so he sets out to destroy all those to and down. He's going to annihilate all of them, kill every baby. <clears throat> now... Joseph, if we would take time to read all that is here in Matthew, is warned of the Lord and told by an angel to take the baby Jesus to Egypt. Matthew 2, verse number 13, And when they were departed, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream, saying, Arise and take the young child and his mother and flee into Egypt, and be thou there until I bring thee word for Herod, will seek the young child to destroy him. And so God's plan could not be fulfilled if the Messiah would die. And so he goes to Joseph and he says, look, you need to take Mary, you need to take Jesus, and you need to go to Egypt. You need to go out there, you need to go away until this, this madman dies, until his kingdom's no longer here. You need to go and I'll go before you, I'll prepare a way that you would go. And so they went. That brings us to our fourth prophecy, and that is that there should be great sorrow surrounding the time of his birth, and many children would be killed. Jeremiah 31, verse number 15, Thus saith the Lord, A voice was heard in Ramoth, lamentation and bitter weeping, Rachel, weeping for her children, refused to be comforted for her children because they were not. King Herod, that cruel, wicked man, schemed to kill Jesus, but it didn't work because God was in charge. Man had done his part. He had sought the wisdom of others. He had sought the wisdom of his own, and he thought, this is it. I've got him blocked in. I'm going to kill this king, this Messiah, this one who would rival my own kingdom, I will kill him. I will see that he is removed. But God had a better plan. And God's plan is that Jesus would be taken into Egypt and live there for a while. In Matthew chapter 2, verse 16, Then Herod, when he saw that he was mocked of the wise men, was exceeding wroth, and sent forth and slew all the children that were in Bethlehem, and in all the coasts thereof, from two years old and under, according to the time which he had diligently inquired of the wise men. 
I'm telling you, as we think of the birth of our Savior, it wasn't just a happenstance. It wasn't just a a minute little prophecy over here and then a fulfillment over here. It was prophecy after prophecy after prophecy after prophecy, fulfillment after fulfillment after fulfillment after fulfillment, all speaking of our Messiah, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Why was there so much prophecy and why was there so much fulfillment? Because it speaks to the fact that our Savior is not of this earth. He came to take our place. He took upon him the form of a man, flesh and blood. But he came to take our place on the cross of Calvary. Jesus goes to the cross of Calvary and there he gives his life a ransom for many. The sinless, perfect Lamb of God dying in the place of sinful man. These prophecies are important. And one day I'm going to preach Easter and Christmas together because I think the importance of Christmas is not seen without the importance of Easter. Because that mean, wicked Satan sought to kill Jesus and destroy him. And eventually at the cross of Calvary thought he won. But you know what? He didn't win, did he? As Jesus came forth victorious three days later over death, hell, and the grave and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Christian friend, as we celebrate Christmas, we recognize it's not about toys. It's not about some fat dude with a beard called Santa. I was visiting with a guy today. He goes, I hope Santa's good to you. I said to him, you know, Santa hadn't been good to me in a long time. But that woman right there, She takes good care of me. We recognize, we know, that this ought to be a time that we celebrate our wonderful Savior for the awesome God that He is and that heaven can be our eternal home. Lord Jesus, I love you today. I thank you for your great love for us. What an awesome thing to know that God, the Creator God, the Word, came to this earth and took upon him the form of a baby, made not of man, but the joint action of the Holy Spirit and and a woman, so the bloodline would be pure, so that Jesus might come and walk among men for 33 years, then his life would be taken from him, his blood would be shed for the remission of sins, and not just my sins, And not just the sins of these that are gathered here, but for the sins of all mankind. That the whole world might know Jesus. That the whole world might get saved. God, thank you. What an awesome gift. I've never gotten a gift like that before. Thank you so much. Thank you for salvation. Lord, if there be one here today that doesn't know you as their Lord and Savior, Lord, we want them to have that great gift also. We want them to know what it's like to have the forgiveness of sins, to know that our sin debt's been paid and heaven's our eternal home, the joy and the peace and the happiness that comes by having Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. Lord, take this invitation. Work in our lives and in our hearts, and we'll give you the honor and glory and praise for it all. We ask these things in your blessed name. Amen. Would you stand with me today?
going to have a moment of invitation. If God's spoken to your heart, I'd encourage you to come. The altar's open. You can pray right there in your seat. But if you're without Christ as your Savior, we'd be glad to take a Bible, share with you today how you can know that you're saved and on your way to heaven. Would you come as God's spoken to your heart, Brother Foster, if you would. My life, my love, I give to thee, thou Lamb of God who died for me. presence and with you his wonderful wonderful children god bless us today brother lalo has a few announcements and lord bless you amen well um some upcoming things going on uh, we have church cleaning there's a new sign-up sheet uh, in the back table uh, for the first half of uh, the, this coming year you can sign up for that we have our year-end giving if you want to make any year-end donations to the church uh, those can be given uh, on Wednesday, December 27th, or the last day of the month, December 31st. Uh, the patch will restart on Wednesday, January 10th at 7 p.m. Um, and then um, there's some other stuff coming up there as well, like a chili cook-off and the business meeting. But a uh, big point of emphasis is we have our special Christmas Eve service this afternoon, so we encourage you all to come back. We'll have some lunch and then come right back. It'll be awesome. So, uh, Brother Trent, you go ahead and dismiss us in prayer. <laughs> 